Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So welcome, everyone. Um, here we are again, uh, virtually on Zoom. And uh, even though we're not in person, and there's a part of me um, that feels wistful, a little sad, some longing to be in person. But even though we're not, it's a great time to settle in and just feel the connection that we all have. We're not in person, but we're connected and we can feel the presence of one another. And that's um, nurturing. The nurturing awareness that even though we're not together, we're not alone. And we're really being held uh, together as a community by our connection, by our caring. Um, and that caring really extends across time and space. Really take that in. So we'll be starting today with a 30-minute meditation and for those of you who prefer silent meditation, turn down your volume. Some of you would prefer the guided meditation, so I will guide you. Either way is fine. And now's a good time to find a comfortable posture, either a soft eye gaze, or you can slowly close your eyes, whatever you prefer. And I'd like to start with 10 nurturing breaths. And I, sometimes I recommend a longer exhale, like inhale, one, two, three, four, five, exhale, maybe eight or 10, longer exhale. This really calms the nervous system and it allows us to arrive here for sitting practice. So give yourself these beautiful, sweet, nurturing breaths and allow yourself to just arrive in the body, in this moment. In your cushion or chair, Our precious time where we we sit together as a group in silence and support one another in our practice. And this support is beyond beyond words. It's a deep, deep belonging and caring. Giving yourself a moment to sense and feel your body, 
from the tips of your toes and the soles of your feet to the top of your head and all around. And we, we call up together this loving presence. It's a presence that's filled with compassion, kindness, softness, And together we're really taking this vow to be kind, kind to ourselves. Bringing our mindfulness imbued with kindness, with softness this morning. And taking a moment notice the touch points in the body we notice these touch points where our body meets the floor or the cushion or chair it helps us to arrive in the present moment take a moment sense your feet Touching the floor, the cushion, and notice that sense of touch in the form of pressure or heat, tingling. It lets us know we're supported by the earth. held by the earth grounded into the earth we can allow ourselves to relax and sink into that support And just as the Buddha touched the earth for his awakening, we too touch the earth. For ours. And notice your legs, your thighs, buttocks, lower back, the way your body makes contact with the chair or the cushion. It's knowing the felt sense of that in this moment. Maybe there's pressure or weight, heat. And 
can we notice these sensations? As we increase our awareness in the body. And taking a moment just to notice your hands. The energy of the hands. Their touch. Maybe they're in your lap or touching each other. Just noticing the aliveness and energy. In your hands. And taking a moment to scan the body from the bottom of the feet. through the torso to the top of the head and noticing any tightness, any tension, any areas of stress. And this is an invitation on an inhale and an exhale to see if you can soften Release. May not be possible. We just accept, allow whatever here. With a loving presence. bringing your awareness to the top of the head, the forehead. And particularly notice any tension or stress in the forehead area. And breathing in some fresh energy and on the exhale, Possibly softening, letting go. And scanning the muscles of the face. We tend to hold so much tension and gripping in the face. The jawbone the muscles around the mouth, keeping allowing the eyes to fall back into the eye socket, allowing the face to relax, to let go. Breathing in some fresh energy and 
On the exhale, softening, softening the face. Even calling up an inner smile. And moving your awareness to the back of the neck. shoulders, and just noticing if you can allow the shoulders to drop, to soften, and taking a nurturing breath here. No matter what state, the shoulders, the neck, any tension you feel. Allowing, not pushing, changing. Being with whatever arises in the body. Maybe even noticing that sensations in the body change quite a bit, moment to moment. Moving the awareness to the heart area, the chest, And on this morning, there may be physical sensations, but there may also be feelings, emotions, so much happening all over this world. And taking a moment just to touch in and notice. It could be sadness or worry, grief, even anger. Perhaps fear, anxiety. What's ever here, we turn and open as best as we can with loving presence and kindness, with warmth and care. We allow whatever emotion is here just to be here.
So emotion comes and goes. Some moments it's strong, intense. Other moments it's a soft backdrop. And thoughts will come and go. Sounds all coming and going in the background in our awareness. So we can use the breath as an anchor into this moment. So allowing yourself just to sense and feel where that breath is most prominent this morning. Maybe it's at the nostrils. Or the rib cage, sensing that rib cage. Expanding on the inhale. Contracting on the exhale. the area of the abdomen, the belly, wherever your awareness brings you. And allowing the breath to focus us and bring us back here in the body, into the moment. Ride the breath like a wave of awareness. Noticing each inhale. And each exhale. Even the subtle moments where the inhale ends and the exhale begins. And even at the bottom of that exhale, without judgment or frustration, just if that mind wanders off the breath, as the mind will do. Gently come back. With patience. We allow the mind to come back to the breath over and over again. 
without judgment or expectations. There's no need to fight the mind. Or struggle. You just keep coming back. Some of you may choose to count with your breath. To help anchor the breath, awareness, that's fine. We can even allow ourselves to feel the nurturance and the soothing quality of the breath. The rhythm and flow of the breath. Even subtly feeling and knowing that the breath is breathing you. The effortless nature of the breath. And the changing nature of each breath. Some breaths are long, some are short. Riding the breath with awareness.
Keep coming back to the breath. Moment by moment. Allowing ourselves to return. Allowing this breath to soothe and soften. Gently invite the mind back. In this last moment of sitting, just a moment to turn the heart towards all beings, really. Anyone who may be in need of loving kindness or care. And sending out, expanding this loving kindness to include include all beings here. in our stillness, in our silence, 
we radiate out our care. And even sending some back to ourselves for the difficulties we experience. May all beings be at peace and ease. So welcome everyone. It's good to have you all here. I don't know how many weeks we've been doing this, but it's been what, about uh, five or six weeks, maybe more. And uh, it's always, um, this lovely, sweet moment to see your faces in the little boxes on the Zoom. So uh, today we'll be uh, having a talk and we will be going into breakout rooms at a certain point to share, um, giving all of you time to speak with each other and get a little more contact. So if you do not want to be in a breakout room, that could be a time to leave the meeting for a short period and come back for the ending where we have a group share. If you're on Facebook Live, I understand from Don that you're coming with me into a breakout room and we'll see how that goes. Um, that's a new experiment. Also, uh, Sue is here. We will be um, restarting our Donna support uh, for teachers um, for Inside LA that needs to keep their door open and um, also for some um, donation to food bank, <clears throat> uh, nonprofit food distribution because food insecurity is something we can all support and help. And so um, Sue will be um, posting that in the comments I believe, and um, she'll help supervise that and we'll work out a system and report back to you on that. So um, the topic for today is um, leaning into the Dharma in times of change. And that's the good news for those of us who are on a spiritual path or a mindfulness path, that in times of difficulty and change, we lean in. We lean into our practice and we find how this practice sustains and supports us. So a lot of sheltering in place um, is um, a lot like a meditation retreat 
for those of you who have gone on retreat. You uh, meditation retreat, there's a lot of solitude. There isn't social contact. You're not sitting down and having conversations or giving hugs or meeting or greeting. There isn't idle chatter, talking. Um, you're renouncing any kind of vanity. You don't have to comb your hair or put on makeup if you're put on makeup or dress a certain way. We're not making eye contact and we're not looking at each other. And you certainly can't leave the retreat to go out if you have a desire um, for like say Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, um, or you wanna go shopping, you're not going, right? And so a lot of sheltering in place is like being on a meditation retreat. And uh, we create this environment of solitude to gain wisdom and insight into the nature of things, the reality of things, as they are and so we we take away distractions to go in to uh, really turn the light and shine the light inward and i was just reading um, from neuroscience that actually solitude in good measure not extreme solitude but solitude is um calms the sympathetic nervous system it can increase creativity, and it can also increase our capacity for intimacy, the quality that we're with each other, the quality that we're listening, and the quality that we're supporting each other. So there's quite um, a great deal to be gained by this um, forced solitude. So with the mindfulness practice, we're really um, cultivating a way that we look at the present moment, the way that we know what is happening and what our relationship to the present moment is. And um, in mindfulness practice, we don't push away, suppress, deny, distance ourselves from our discomfort. Um, from strong emotion, for stress, for suffering. Um, we learn to be with it in a compassionate and loving way. And I'll read something from um, Aya Sati Santachita. Hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, a Buddhist nun and teacher in Northern California. And she says, the Buddha said, the Dhamma is for one who feels, not for one who does not feel. And this is a time where there can be very, very strong emotions going on um, on a multitude of levels. She says, I love that because I am a very sensitive person. So there's a lot of feeling going on. It can be pretty intense at times and it can be quite unpleasant. Certainly much of my early years of practice were motivated by the wish to get away from the intensity of feeling. Can you relate? I can, right? I, I'm gonna go into this meditative state of stillness and no thought, and then I don't have to feel the pain and the suffering that I'm feeling. And that's not really what the Buddha has taught. Uh, so, I, uh, so in my early years of practice, 
uh, were motivated by the wish to get away from the intensity of feeling, to rise above it, and to not have to feel, not have to be a sensitive being. But actually, the Dhamma is for one who feels, not for one who does not feel. We can draw on the support of the Brahma Viharas, the four heart qualities, to strengthen our sense of well-being so that we can begin to transform our hearts and embrace those difficult feelings. These qualities can be a support as we open to the challenge of being born into this world, being part of this human race at this time in history. Here, we can draw on these reservoirs, reservoir of metta, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity to open and meet the reality of this troubled world so that we can be a source of safety and kindness as much as we are able. We may not manage it every time, but we can work on it. So we learn to turn towards the suffering within ourselves and within others and to notice our relationship to it. Are we trying to control, reject, and grasp? And we notice also when we're clinging and grasping to conditions, when we want something internally and externally, and our relationship to that creates suffering, creates stress, creates tension. So here we are in our mandated meditation retreat, our collective meditation retreat, this world meditation retreat. Everyone is meditating together in seclusion. And um, we're experiencing this solitude all over the world. This is an opportunity and a challenge to find the gold, to find the resilience, and to find a deeper understanding of the nature of reality and ourselves. In Buddhism, we say there are two kinds of suffering. One uh, is the suffering that just comes with being alive. It's inevitable or stress or dissatisfaction. And you can wake up in the morning and have dissatisfaction, small and big, from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep, right? But what we have control over is our relationship to it. And therein lies that gold nugget, that opportunity, uh, the sweetness of how we relate to the difficulties that come our way. And we learn to pay attention to when we are grasping and clinging to what we want. I want that different cup of coffee. I want that different conversation with my partner. I want my body to feel differently, right? All sorts of wants. We can just be a, um, a being like with this monkey mind of wants, turbulent wants. I want my face to look differently. Trust me, I do. <laughs> when, when you're on Zoom and things like that, right? Don't you have that? Oh, no, I wish I, my hair was different. My face was different. Maybe I can turn the camera off. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, Gil Fransdale says, we live in an unnoticed storm of desire. 
that's a source of our suffering. Do you ever notice that unnoticed storm, right? I, I want the chair to be different. Uh, I want the day to be different. I want the shelter in place to be over. Um, I want the virus to go away. This is all quite normal and natural and nothing um, abnormal at all. But to the extent that we grasp and cling and we hold tightly is to the extent that we suffer from it, right? The harder I cling, the harder I want it one way, that's the harder my body is filled with tension, tightness, and there's discontent and suffering. And as practitioners, we learn, we learn the beauty of letting go and allowing the moment and life to be as it is when we can't change it. So um, we are releasing uh, the pulling and the grasping into the future and this plunging back into the past. And certainly I have um, talked to um, several people this week where um, they're sheltering in place, but their minds have uh, more time and energy to think a lot and to push them all over the place. And one person told me, God, you know, that I can't go out. So I ruminate about what I did wrong in the past and the bad choices I made in my career um, and love life. And then I worry over what my future career is going to be and my future work. And if I can get that position, I really want and I can get that next degree. And this is what we call in uh, mindfulness and Buddhism, in some ways, this form of suffering, you know, of, of being this whirlwind of desire and pushing and clinging and judging and evaluating, right? So um, some of the opportunity that we have is um, to see what we're clinging to and using this time as a way to renounce, to let go, to use the solitude, the silence, to give us a deeper reflection inward, uh, to see how we can come into the present moment in calm and ease. And there are some things we typically cling to. Um, one is just uh, this desire that we have um, for, for sense pleasure, which is not wrong, and it's a middle path. No one is saying you shouldn't have sense pleasure, but take that moment where it's just not so easy to go to the store to get what you want, right? You have to think about it. Or you can't go shopping to buy whatever it is you want. You, you can't run around to the mall or a lot of stores, or you, you can't even stroll through stores. Um, things have to get put on hold. Maybe your budget is a little tighter. Well, this is an opportunity to notice. Sometimes when you can't get your desire fulfilled, there's that moment where desire has to cease or drop. And there's a funny paradox about not getting what you want. There's peace in it. You know, there's acceptance and peace. Have any of you noticed, gee, I can do with a lot less. I don't need as much stimulation and shopping and buying as I thought I did. It's kind of nice to be quiet. So here you can really practice with letting go of those desires. 
And if a good bowl of ice cream rings your bell after a day of solitude, I say go for it. <laughs> it's a middle path. <laughs> the other um, opportunity to drop is uh, how we cling to our views and opinions about what should be happening. How many of you have noticed that you've turned on the TV or the news or heard about people who aren't doing what you want? And um, there's anger, tension, clinging. Everybody should understand the way I understand. Everyone should do it the way I should do it. Certainly the government should take my advice at this point. I think I have better ideas, right? And so we have an opportunity to let go, to not cling to these views and opinions, because no matter how much I want people to do it differently, no matter how tense and angry I get in the position that I take, nothing changes. I don't influence them that way. I just suffer more. And when I can release that, I notice there's more energy, even creativity and motivation to do the things that I can do to help. I can bring donations to a food bank. I can give some money. Uh, I sort of dawned on me that it was um, an easy thing to clean out some closets and the garage of all the crafts and toys that I've kept over the years. And um, shout out to people who have board kits and drop them off. You know, just a little thing like that. There's so much that we can do if we make room in letting go and dropping, you know. In that space, we could ask how we could serve. And there may be many things we can do right now to help those in need. Um, so may I harness that energy of my opinions and ideas into uh, productivity and a possibility of how I can serve others. The other thing I can let go of is um, how I define myself, how I create a sense of self through um, the, the personality I present to others, you know, the way I interact with others, by the things that I do. You know, I am someone who uh, surfs, I am someone who golfs. Uh, I am someone who likes, is planning a marathon run, right? Or I am someone who, and we define ourselves by what we do, what we have, what we say, our personality. And this is a time where um, some of this can drop away into just being, beingness, allowing ourselves to be. Um, I don't know about you, but I didn't comb my hair until Friday. I don't think I looked in the mirror until Friday. And it was great. I mean, it's really a gift to not have to have a self-image and project one. It's just such a joy in some level, you know? Now, if not all of us love this solitude, and for some of us it's more difficult, and it is important to reach out in whatever ways you can um, to have some balance. But what I want to uh, read to you today is um, a poem that I wrote in uh, 2009. 
And I forgot that I wrote this poem and I was cleaning out my closet to look for toys to deliver to people who have kids who are bored at home, you know, because I know I have a lot of things. And I found the poem. <laughs> so this is completely um, unintentional. And uh, I picked up the poem and read it, and I had written it to my friend Maya, or did I write it to Maya is illusion? I cannot remember. Um, but this was written in 2009 about letting go. So I will read it to you and um, see what happens for you as I read this. So to Maya with love. I'll have to go to Maya and find out if I wrote this to her. But anyway, uh, here it is. If I had a prayer for this year, it would be this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying home. I'm not searching for a better, newer me. Not reflected in people or places or flashy experiences like little roller coaster rides that always end. No reason to find a reason to shop for the latest self-enhancement story. Not getting caught in any future thought, like fast food on a plastic tray, only to be filled up temporarily. I'm not dancing with identity. I'm not shopping for glitter in a shiny new self story. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying home. Home is grace. Home is presence. Each breath holds the moment of deep abiding love. Each wave of breath like the ocean whispers here, now, here, now. Stepping into the warmth and sit in the cave of the heart and rest. And keeping this door open for all, whether it's called self or other, as each breath whispers softly, here, now, here and now, into a silent embrace. Here now I rest. I am home, I am home, I am home again. May these words find you when there is a cloud of thought blocking your rainbow of gratitude this year. May these words remind you of the grace of every breath. May these words invite you to step into the embrace of a burning heart that knows no self from other. When clouds of thought block you, go home again and again, just begin again. If I had a prayer for this year, 2009 to 2020, it would be this. Treat yourself kindly and be here now. So another poem to describe this was sent to me from Bonnie. 
I don't know if she's here because I would ask her to read it. Oh, she is here. Can I read it for you? Or do you want to read it? She sent me this, um, I think on Monday, and I've been reading it all week thinking of her. Keeping Quiet by Pablo Neruda. Now we will count to 12 and we will all keep still. For once on the face of the earth, let's not speak in any language. Let's stop for one second and not move our arms so much. It would be an exotic moment without rush, without engines. We could all be together in a sudden strangeness. Fishermen in the cold sea would not harm whales, and the man gathering salt would look at his hurt hands. Those who prepare green wars, wars with gas, wars with fire, victories with no survivors could put on clean clothes and walk about with their brothers in the shade doing nothing. What I want should not be confused with total inactivity. Life is what it is about. I want no truck with death. If we were not so single-minded about keeping our lives moving, and for once we would do nothing, perhaps a huge silence might interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves and of threatening ourselves with death. Perhaps the earth can teach us, as in winter, when everything seems dead and later proves to be alive. Now I'll count up to 12, and you can keep quiet, and I will go. It's Pablo Neruda. Beautiful. So I have one more um, poem, or haiku, to share with you. And um, Don has been sharing his haiku with us in the uh, Saturday group. And um, he did um, a small series on hope that I adore. And I was hoping he could read that and uh, add it into the talk today. So I'll let Don. Um... Good morning, everybody. Um... So I've got uh, five short poems here. Um, you can think of them as maybe one long poem, not sure. Um, but just a few sentences about context is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started pondering um, what hope means in the context of this practice of being present. And um, so if we didn't defer it off into the future, what would that look like? And um, so this is what I came up with. Um, hope without story, allowing what is to be enough, full of only this. My hope for the future is to trust this moment is enough again and again. Bring hope in close to this moment 
beginning to trust this is enough. Go deep. Nowhere. Just this. Up close. Stay for the happening this is. What is hope without time? What is patience without waiting? What is love without? Thank you. Now, for those of you on Facebook Live, if you didn't hear Don well, we'll post it on Facebook, right? Yes, yeah. I can do that. So, so this is um, a way to help support you in your mandatory mindfulness retreat <laughs> that we're all embarking in. And I know not everyone on this retreat has um, necessarily a lot of silence and solitude. Some of you are sheltering in place with families and children and lots of people. And uh, the mindfulness for you may be momentary dropping in or just a mindful awareness in relationship, in doing. But whatever it is, I hope uh, these poems and these offerings and some of the Buddhist teachings, letting go, noticing our grasping, embracing our feelings, seeing if you can find some release, some uh, freedom from things like our worldly desire, from our views and opinions, um, from our sense of self, how we gain an identity, um, even from the practice itself and our expectations, and seeing the peace that lies in the letting go, in the, as we say in Buddhism, the non-binding, you know, the softening our grasp. And um, so that's the motivation for this talk today. And what I'd love to do is join you in breakout rooms and get a time to connect as a community and speak with each other. So Don is going to help us do that. <laughs> and I'll see you in a breakout room or you'll see each other. And those of you on Facebook Live will come with me. What's the topic we're supposed to be discussing? Anything in particular? Yeah, I'll give you a, a cue. Uh, to how is your uh, how is your enforced mindfulness retreat going? You can give us a report. What is helping you, or anything that came up from the talk today that you would like to explore? Right, letting go, for instance, or um, suffering. You know, any of the anything that arose for you today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. So um, it, this would be great to hear from you. There are so many people I haven't heard from in a while. And uh, please get over your Zoom anxiety and share how things are for you or whatever you'd like to share. You can either raise your hand when you go to participants, there's a way to raise your hand. And please share. Hey everybody, hope you're all doing well. Um, for me, um, 
what I shared with the group was, you know, the first couple of weeks when all this was going on, I was really caught up in the news and super stressed and definitely overthinking everything. And that really affected my practice as well. Um, but the more I kind of just um, unplugged from my daily uh, constant news and really focused on like my music or my creative projects and just taking care of my family and, you know, being of service of my family, just being there for my kids and my wife, it really helped me out and it really helped center me during my practice as well. And I noticed that when I've, after these last couple of weeks of just focusing on just projects and life and what's going on in the things I can control, it's really helped my practice and settle my mind as well when I sit on the cushion. So with that, I just, that's something I really noticed is, is when I just kind of unplugged from, from the what ifs and really kind of stayed with what I can control that really helped me out a lot, as well as um, in the mornings, um, if I'm a little bit anxious, I think walking meditation has helped me out, mm. just a nice little stroll in my driveway or something like that, as opposed to just um, sitting on the cushion has really helped me out as well. Um, thank you, guys. Love seeing everyone's face. One thing I've noticed is uh, that I went from one plan to the next plan to the next plan, and uh, so this experience has been an opportunity to practice letting go. And it, it's like everything else. It seems that your only options are either you let go or you suffer. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other option. And so it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been practice. Yeah. Thank you. So I'll just share, so for all of those of you who are not feeling good today, you can relate to what I'm going to share. <laughs> so for me, I feel like I've had the opposite journey of Bob. Like I started this whole thing feeling like really like staying in the moment and everything was fine. But um, as it, like there's no end in sight happening, it feels like I'm starting to worry a lot. <laughs> And I'm starting to feel a lot of anxiety um, about how life is going to be in the future, you know, and am I going to continue to teach online, you know, or am I going to return to normalcy at some point? And um, I am having a hard time. And uh, I'm so glad that you shared, Shannon, and, and keep reaching out to all of us. Um, for those of you teaching online or working with kids, um, this is a whole other layer of difficulty. Um, talk to a lot of families and kids this week. And teachers, this is not easy to educate people online. It's really hard and some children are having a very difficult time. So we are with you and we send you Meta because uh, there's uh, teaching is so important and our children are so important. So keep reaching out and we're all here for you. Um, and uh, yeah, it's so hard. A lot of kids are suffering in this time. Yeah, very true. And, and teachers, too. <laughs> who And I want to say another thing about teachers, which is uh, the teachers I've talked to, their hearts are so pouring into these kids, trying so hard to get them 
to get their needs met and to help them learn in this time and not be so isolated. So our teachers are our blessings, you know? Well, thank you. Um, I wanted to uh, echo what Chan was saying about the frustration of when is this going to end? I had in my mind this idea of a certain date. And then when the governor extended it to May 15th, I was like, no, 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 no. no. And I'm looking at the dates and going, that's five weeks from now. I'll never make it. Oh my gosh. And it's not five weeks from now, but it could get extended again. And there's no reason why it wouldn't. We have 35,000 new cases every day in the past week. I mean, this is not ended. And I just have to oh, pull back and stop. Stop thinking about five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, two months, three months, July, August, September. It'll be, I, just, I just get into this spin. If I start thinking about when will it be over, I just have to take deep breaths. Back off, back off, back off, back off. And, and my husband, if he looks at me and tells me five weeks, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta laugh. Whew. Okay, you're unmuted. It's, it's helpful to have company. I've, I've struggled a bit in the last couple of weeks, especially in this last week. And, uh, it's interesting what Claire was just talking about because like one of the things that just occurred to me is that this isn't that different from what I'm used to. I mean, I do a lot of work at home and I'm tutoring kids. Uh, I had a lot of empathy um, for, I'm sorry, was it Stephanie that talked about Shannon. Uh, Shannon, sorry, that talked about that. And that, you know, what you were saying is that there's, you know, going, doing this online is extremely energy intensive trying to, you know, keep, you know, engagement uh, online, it, it, it ends up being quite exhausting. But um, what oddly feels, I don't know, where I'm feeling is that the, I'm kind of okay with it, the way things are. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've become accustomed to it. And then what happens, you know, what happens when they change again is this kind of the, the thing that bothers me um, at times right now. And I was telling my group that, my practice is very um, challenging right now. It's just not, I'm, I'm noticing that you and a lot of other people who are leading groups are doing body scans and I'm taking some cues from that, thinking that it might be the best way for me to practice right now is just listening to body scan, um, guided body scans, because it's really hard for me to do mindfulness or concentration right now. It's just, you know, it's, you know, I know it's every moment, you know, every, you know, even if you do it for five seconds or whatever, it's, it's beneficial, but um, not, not being able to do what I could do a couple of months ago um, is, is challenging for me sometimes. Oh, thanks. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, my friends. Um, just sending a lot of love. And uh, I just wanted to say that um I'm wearing my proud homegirl shirt today, and I've been doing Zoom conferences, not no, Zoom classes with them the last few weeks. And they're very different than being there. And I really, my heart goes out to them because they have very little to hold on to. 
when they go to the, the industry, the big facility in downtown Los Angeles, they're held by hundreds of people. You're going to be okay. 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 They don't have it anymore. And they're so close to their old habits that they're slipping. Uh, so uh, when I have uh, my class, uh, you know, I'm grateful when 10 people show up and then they're just, give me something. They want something. They want to hold on. And I find myself talking the whole time and just telling them that they're going to be okay and that they're great and that they got this and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then I rest. I say, who wants to talk? No, we want to listen. They want to listen. <laughs> they want to listen. They want to ground. They want to ground. It's a different for me. Very important. I feel very good about it. I'm glad. Feels new. Feels important. It's a good moment for me. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Linda, for your service with um, this group. They need it now more than ever. Last one, anyone else? I just wanted to um, share something my uh, cousin said to me this week, and it's, um, would you sit at my table? Today, there will be peace within. May you trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born in yourself and others. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content with yourself just the way you are. Let this knowledge settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. Thank you. That's beautiful, Elaine. Maybe you send that for our newsletter, yeah? Thank you. Yeah, I will. Yeah. On that note, um, may we send ourselves the acceptance and loving kindness, particularly when it's difficult um, and the conditions are difficult and the work ahead of us is difficult, yeah? And we're challenged in new ways. So we need to give ourselves as much metta, loving kindness and compassion as possible. We need to be gentle and soft with ourselves um, and let go of pushing, 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 pushing. Yeah. Um, demanding. Just allowing ourselves to be and really with softness and caring. And may we practice that together. It's been great sitting with all of you today, and I love the breakout rooms and seeing all of you, and I wish I could have been in every single breakout room. Yeah, every single one. Um, if you feel like you want to send a donation, uh, I think, Sue, do you want to say something about that, or did you? Yeah, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I <laughs> myself too. So, yeah, I put on the chat um, what the link is. It's Sunday sit at Insight LA Long Beach in Venmo. 
So somebody messaged, uh, chatted that they don't have Venmo. So I put my, to them, I'll put my um, email here. So to everyone, so please feel free to reach out on email and we'll think of something. You know, I don't want, um, yeah, we'll fig figure it out so that people can donate that would like to. Um, it, we're, we're pretty clever, we're pretty creative. But Venmo, for now, several people have done it. I've checked and it's going through. So I'm not doing the expedited because there's a fee. I'm doing the one to three days. So watch for your account in one to three days. But I have put it up, okay? So a heartfelt wish uh, for all beings everywhere unconditionally. May all beings be safe and free of harm. May they not go hungry and may they have full bellies. May be, may be cared for lovingly. May they be peaceful and free of suffering and healthy in body and in mind. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.